Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Leading Better and Growing Faster with Joe and TJ. I'm Joe. And I'm TJ. And we are The Schoolhouse 302. Where you can find blog posts, podcasts with expert guests, curated book recommendations, and our genius thoughts. Always on a topic that is proven to help you lead better and grow faster. If you want to support the show, all you have to do is hit us with a like, a share, a follow, or a comment. On our site or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you access our material. Again, thanks for listening and for leading better and growing faster with us. Here we go with another great episode. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Leading Better and Growing Faster with Joe and TJ and we are totally focused on a critical concept that we write about in our blog but most importantly our latest book Seven Mind Shifts for School Leaders Finding New Ways to Think About Old Problems. TJ take it away. Yeah, Joe, this concept is an awesome one, um, having a beginner's mind. And we built models for that in the book. And we just wrote another blog post about it in three ways that we broke that down. We're going to talk about a couple of those ways here today. But I also wanted to just point out the fact that the beginner's mind comes from a monk, a Buddhist monk named Shunro Suzuki Roshi. And he's got two quotes that I really like that I want to share with the audience. One is that in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. And what we write about here is the fact that when we put our expert brains on display, we typically do things the way that we already understand them and the way that we think they should work. And that's not always helpful when we have perennial problems, things that seem to persist, because if we apply the same thinking that got us into this mess, we're certainly not going to be able to get out. The other quote that I like from Suzuki is, the mind of a beginner is empty, free of the habits of the expert, ready to accept, to doubt, and open to all possibilities. And that's what we're talking about here, is really shifting our mindset towards that of a beginner's mind, towards that of Zen Buddhism. We talk about creating space for you to do that. But we also talk about two other ways that are really important to school leaders. And the first is called ask questions. And that's why we have the ABCs of the beginner's mind, ask questions, be vulnerable and create space. Joe, why don't you talk about ask questions and then I'll riff a little bit on vulnerability. Absolutely. So when we're talking about asking questions, right, we're talking about asking questions to yourself and then also asking questions to others, your team. And here, listen, we're not trying to debunk things, right? We work with people and you can tell they're asking questions because they disagree with what's being said or what's being done. Get rid of that philosophy, all right? That means you've already jumped to a conclusion and violated the beginner's mind. The beginner's mind is designed for us to recognize that, as TJ just mentioned, our typical thought patterns, our experiences, our wisdom, 
at times can get in the way. Just think of a habit that you have that you've been trying to break and then boom, you find yourself doing it. You're knee deep eating those Cheetos. You swore you weren't going to have Cheetos anymore. And then you're doing it without even thinking. Why? Because you haven't really set a new pattern. Those neural pathways to those Cheetos, and this may sound silly, but those neural pathways to those Cheetos have been strengthened over time. Because you're not really interested in the Cheetos. You're interested in providing comfort, typically, from another situation that's happened. So whether it's trying to figure out a solution in a school, breaking old habits, we have to ask questions. Why are we doing this? What is working? What's not working? A true introspection of our lives, of our processes, of our systems, of our teams, with a willingness to really answer those questions. Now, here's the power. You may not like the answer. That's the issue right? When we start delving into serious introspection of ourselves, of our organizations, the answers that are revealed may cause greater anxiety, greater stress. We may not know the answer to the problem that is revealed. However, never mistake coming up with solutions as success. And that's what we're about here. You do not want your solutions to be masked as success. No, they're just a new idea. This is why we keep throwing money, keep throwing products at problems. Because we think that our solution is going to lead to success, where we might have to actually uncover the problem greater and greater and greater. And so we often hear about poor standardized test performance. So what we do is how do we prepare our kids more? Maybe there's something else going on, like the value that we hold for those standardized assessments outside of education or even outside of the business world. How do we view them? And I think that's where we start, TJ. We have to ask questions. We have to uncover really what we're up against. And to do so, though, that leads to the B. We start asking questions, but that leads to B. And that B is powerful. Yeah, and that's be vulnerable. The one thing I do want to add, though, Joe, is questioning is hard. And we, you know, typically find when people start to ask questions, they ask closed-ended questions. They don't ask open-ended questions to explore really what people are thinking and how they've arrived at where they are with a particular problem. So it takes practice. It is a skill and it takes repetition. And, and we recommend that you generate some question stems for yourself so that you're not caught off guard when you're put in a situation where you need to ask more questions than have all the answers. And by the way, leaders, you don't need to have all the answers. And that's where be vulnerable comes in. Thinking like a novice and never overestimating your own expertise. Here's the thing. Vulnerable leaders are more interested in understanding reality than in being right. And they're not afraid to accept that they also may be wrong about something. And that's hard, right? Because you think that you need to come into the situation as the authority figure. But when there's a problem that's persistent, urgent, and important to the organization, being vulnerable is critical. And it drops the boundaries around what we would typically create for people to have feedback and for people to express 
what they think about a given problem. And so I always remind leaders about Covey's, you know, 13 high trust behaviors, Joe, because they're counterintuitive. And one thing we talk about in the blog is that part of being vulnerable is also you getting better as a leader. It's why we have the show leading better and growing faster because leading better is growing faster. Growing faster is leading better. And we point that out that get better is one of the 13 high trust behaviors and vulnerability can do that for you. But it takes this concept of having a beginner's mind, asking questions, being vulnerable, and really making sure that you create space to be the leader who you need to be taking a step away from the scenario and thinking differently. That's why we wrote seven mind shifts. It's about thinking differently about these old and persistent problems that we have in education. So thanks for listening. You can check us out as always at theschoolhouse302.com. That's theschoolhouse302.com where we have blog posts, books to read, recommendations on resources for leaders, and much, much more at theschoolhouse302.com. And we'll see you next time. Hey leaders, before you go, one more announcement. We now have available for you our candid and compassionate feedback masterclass. Really because of high demand, we are thrilled to offer this. This is a course that we run live and in person all the time and leaders love it. They learn to give feedback with skills that they can use right away, including better praise to lift and celebrate your team. It's now available in a virtual online format that you can take on your own, self-paced, from the comfort of your office or home. Here's what you'll get. There are 11 lessons with a focus on nine candor cancellations that we wrote in our Candid and Compassionate Feedback book. These are mistakes that leaders make that we don't want you to make anymore. We'll teach you models so that your feedback is meaningful and we'll give you tools necessary to build the culture that you always wanted. Trust us, without these critical skills, you're not capitalizing on your own capacity to lead better and grow faster. Go to the site, theschoolhouse302.com, click on shop courses, add this course to your cart and start learning today.